Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. say to you this morning to always be open to the Holy Spirit of God because you're about to do some things and I told the Lord in prayer time this morning if you can change me up you can do the same with your people because I'm one of them so you know God's smarter than we are hello (laughs) I'm going to be in class all coming week and so I'm not going to have any time to prepare for next Sunday so I prepared this week not knowing that God was going to flip the script this morning hello are you willing to follow God like that or do you have a stagnant view of God I had no idea And there's not a thing that they're going to be able to put up on the screens for you because all the notes I sent to Bradley are going to be for next Sunday. But I had no idea that God was going to change it in prayer this morning. How many know that his ideas far outreach ours? And it would be real good for us as members of the body of Christ to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. For us to hear the type of song we just heard and the type of worship that we offered up to him, and when we accept that beautiful exchange, we have to be ready at any moment, in season and out of season. When Joshua and I were going up to Cleveland for that weekend or whatever that was, the Spirit of the Lord asked me, he said several times, are you ready? And I knew it wasn't about the coming of the Lord, but would I be ready to share my faith in a different state with anyone that he said now. Your now and his now are not always the same. Sometimes we botch it up because we thought it was our now, but he never said now. And so we lavish out and we pour on somebody the living water that they weren't even ready to receive. Did you know in the Gospel of John that Jesus said that unless the Father draws, we can't even come. But we're so in tune as Americans, and that's all of us, that we automatically have a sense of entitlement. His now must override our now. His now must override our now. And so I said yes to him. And so from airport to the hotel to Progressive Field, uh, even down to Canton, Ohio, to the Pro, Pro Football Hall of Fame, there were opportunities for me to go, yes, it's your now, use the vessel. By the way, did you know that we're the vessel, he's the king? Sometimes we get that botched up when we come into the kingdom. In that beautiful exchange, somehow we begin to think, because there's been an exchange, now I have a sense of entitlement. I can ride where he should ride. Oh, ooh. He is Lord and we're not. And he will always be Lord. 
And the powers of darkness will not come under the control of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life until you come under his control. His lordship must be above you. So all of that to say, I was going to preach on coming to Jesus, part two. Uh, But in prayer this morning, how many know that prayer alters your world? That's why a lot of times people don't want to pray until there's an emergency. Then they start praying. And so this morning, there must be at least one person here that has to have this message. It's prepared because I'm prepared. It will flow because I've been in prayer throughout the days that have already gone before us. Now they're behind us, and I'm ready. You know, the Bible says that we are to be ready in season and out of season. So you were paying close attention, and you saw how that happened earlier this morning. And I invited, and I invited, and I invited as a vessel, as the Holy Spirit wanted to do what he did this morning. When that beautiful exchange takes place, you begin to live in the now moment of the kingdom, not the now moment of the self-life. So this morning, I'm going to give to you a message, and I'm going to be using my phone because that's what I had at my resource to collect all the scriptures that was on his heart to get to my heart to get to your lifestyle. You know, that's how it flows in the kingdom. His heart to the vessel to the hearts of the people so their lives can be changed. It's great to hear. And by the way, it was a great, great song. They don't know they're going to close the service with it again. See, I got to tell you, we come in with low expectations. But Jim Elliott, the man of God who laid his life down in South America says, we live ordinary lives when we have an extraordinary God. And we tell people all the time about this extraordinary God, but our lives look so ordinary. You know why? Because most of us are not prepared for what God has for us. God's ways are much higher than our ways. So this morning I'm going to bring to you a message and you're going to need your Bibles and probably paper so you can at least write down scriptures. But as we get started, Father, I thank you. (laughs) Oh, man. I thank you that now you're going to do an incredible work in this house that's going to revolutionize our lifestyles and it is going to give to us the reality of that beautiful exchange that really took place and was emphasized in the worship this morning. And now we're asking that you will place us at a brand new level where we've never been before so that we will see the now of the kingdom. And God's people said, Amen. First, All those that are a part of worship in this house, as in you come to this platform and you minister in song, I need for you to come and stand here in the front. Secondly, if you have ever or you would like to worship in this house as a worshiper, I need for you to come and stand with those who worship. What are you doing right now? I'm in a now moment, are you? But but you should script this so we would know ahead of time. I would if he would. Hello? (laughs) Obedience is better than sacrifice. Again, 
if you have already worshipped up on this platform, Brittany, you need to come stand for your mother. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, don't say it just for her to stand for mom. She needs to stand for herself. So get there. (laughs) Am I introducing to you a new level this morning of the Holy Spirit? Of course I am. Of course I am. Listen, most churches are dull because pastors are. They're not moving to higher levels, and so God's people remain where they've always been. Is there anyone else? And you would say, you know what? I've got a burning. I've got an itching. i got a oh, I want to sing unto the Lord. I'm inviting you to come and stand right here for a moment. Father, for those that have come, and there are others I know in my spirit who are capable, who I have been gifted, and who are qualified in the kingdom to sing unto the Lord. I pray in Jesus' name that this house will be a house of worship. Yes, it is, but it's going to be greater. Because you said, Jesus, greater work shall you do because I go to my Father. Your anticipation is that we would level up. And now, so, Father, I release a fresh anointing upon those who are worshiping and those that will become worshipers in this house. Put them in the now of the kingdom, not the now of the moment. In Jesus' name, everybody says, now would you stand with me this morning and honor all these that are worshipers and who will lead us in worship all over this house. Awesome, awesome. And then you may be seated, high five somebody and say, we're in a now moment. Pastor Bradley, if you'll go back and bring your guest up to the front, please. The guest of honor who worshiped unto the holiness of God. Turn to someone and say, we're not lost, we're in the now moment. Or if not, say it to yourself. Just say, I'm in the now moment. You're okay, come stand right here. You're safe. It's not always safe in a church, but it's always safe, brother. You need to stand beside her. You need to know that it's always safe in the kingdom. There's more devilish things that go on in churches than you can anticipate. But in the kingdom, you're safe. In the kingdom of God, you're safe. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Whatever. I said to my wife last night, I said, "Uh, since you're not going to be here today, shame on you. Of course, I messed with her. I said, just pray that an angel of the Lord will be on my right, my left, and definitely behind me at all times. Because if I'm going to obey God, it's going to shock people. Because we live in a church world that doesn't obey God. And so when you get around a person that obey God, you're like, is he weird? Or is she weird? Are they freaking out? Are they trying to show off? Look, if it works out there, it's going to work in here. And I always test it out there before I test it in here. I pulled up the Hardee's just a couple days ago, and the Holy Spirit said, here is the little moment for this individual at the window. I said, are you serious? And he didn't say another word to me. The Holy Spirit didn't say a word. Like, I should know, shouldn't I? I see you. And so she opened up the window, and I began to, I said, I got a little nugget for you. And she said, Coach Weber. And I began to give her the nugget. She began to cry in the, in the presence of my food. It was like, are you serious? 
This is my food, my breakfast. And you got stuff on it. She said, I got to go, I got to go. I said, okay, here, let me pay for this. And she handed me back my card, and, and I said, oh, by the way, one more time. She said, no, 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 I'm not going to be able to work today. I said, yes, you will. You're at a different level. People are hungry to hear fresh counsel from those who are in the room called the throne room. So, I've seen you in the past on a platform, and you used to take criticism. I haven't talked to anybody. It's better to talk up than down. Most people talk down. That's why they're always living down. I don't talk down. I talk up. If I don't hear from heaven, I can't say anything. Come on, church. Most people, all they're doing is passing on what they've already. When I used to work at American Standard, I was an inspector. Once those urinals and toilets went by, I didn't want to see them again. What's he talking about? I don't want to hear the garbage of the world, and I don't care. Put it in the box and get it out. Hello? Some of you are starting to move your feet like, whoa, this is hot. But over the years, because of your love for Jesus Christ, there's been those that have been critical. There are those who have said things that they should have never said. And they thought you were doing it for all the wrong reasons. But what was on display was your love for Christ. And because of that, he's going to increase, A, your faith. B, I think that's the next one that follows, The favor of God is going to rest on your life and he's going to increase the anointing of the Lord. You know why? Because we live in an unholy world and the holiness of God in you is going to be expressed and people are going to come to Christ because you're a worshiper. Isn't that cool? So be encouraged and rejoice. Don't thank me, thank him. And rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. See ya. Give her a big round of applause. And I bet you if I was to sit down and talk to her, she said, would say, how did you know some of that stuff? I didn't know any of that stuff. But if you will pray up, speak up, live up, and put your eyes where they belong, you'll be able to speak into people's worlds the things that absolutely will bypass all the trivial things down here. And most of this stuff down here is trivial. So trivial. So are you prepared? Well, I don't know if I want to be in this kind of a house. What's well, like the kingdom? It's like the kingdom. You should come in going, I wonder if maybe the Lord will have a word for me. When I was at Regent University finishing up my master's and I had to be there for that month, every, I went to church every weekend. Every Sunday I was in church in a facility I'd never been in before. But I walked in going, God, I dare you to call me out. I didn't get called out, but I got spoken to in the general population. But that's what I do. I don't go just anywhere. I ask the Lord, where should I be? And when I get in there, either give me a general word or specific, or you can call me out. Because I want him to call me out. That tells me he knows where I am. Not just like in Virginia, but he knows exactly what I'm going through. I want you to know if his eye's on the sparrow, his eye is on you. (laughs) Hello? Hello? (laughs) Are you out there? Can you hear? Do you have ears to hear? 
Listen, I'm not offending your natural ears. I know you can hear. But I'm asking, how are your spiritual ears today? Can you hear the Spirit of the Lord? The same way that He spoke to me in prayer this morning to bring this message, He also is speaking to you right now. So here's the question. Are you prepared? One of the heroes of my life was Abraham Lincoln. I haven't met him yet, but I will. My dad used to quote this all the time. And when the Lord gave it to me, it was like, wow. Listen to what Abraham Lincoln said. I will prepare and someday my chance will come. Every one of you should be in preparation mode. The other night since I've been home by myself, I get to watch what I want to watch, which is sports. That's not a surprise to any of you. And they had a special on about Pat Summit. Didn't know how strong her faith was until I was able to watch the entire celebration of her life journey. They even had worship at the Coliseum in Tennessee for her life. But see, if you only saw her through the venue of a TV, you would think, wow, she's crazy. And her eyes, good gracious. But she loved kids and she loved people. And she was determined to bring people to another level in the mountains of Knoxville, Tennessee. The place was packed. One time she did this. We're getting ready for the scriptures. Get ready. It's going to feel like a machine gun this morning. That's how fast these scriptures are going to go. After a two-hour practice, she said, so ladies, how you doing? How you feeling? Oh, coach. She said, great, let's go outdoors. We're going to run. Another level. God is inviting you this morning to come with him to another level. Let go of the things of this past week. Step into another level. Let me explain to you this way. I grew up in the north, so there were a lot of basement homes. It's one thing to go downstairs, but why stay there? Get on that stair step and start making your way upstairs. It's okay to have been down here for a season, for a while, but why are you still there? At least take a step today. Then two quotes this morning by Jim Elliott. Now listen to me, because some of you come in here with your natural mind. He did have this prepared before he came in here this morning. You're mistaken. I went to work immediately when the Spirit of the Lord said, switch it. It's on preparation today. There are those who need to hear a word on being prepared. I went immediately and found the Scriptures. I went immediately and got these quotes because you know what? Slow obedience is no obedience. Slow obedience is no obedience. If you were a military person and you were slow, it might cost everybody around you. Somebody in here better pick it up. Jim Elliott said, he's my spiritual hero. Father, now listen close, please. Father, make of me a crisis man. Bring those I contact to decision. Let me not be a milepost on a single road. Make me a fork that men must turn one way or another after facing Christ in me. 
Oh, by the way, the uh, Indian that speared Jim Elliott in South America, today he's a minister of the gospel. So before you dust those words away, you might want to consider the depth of those words. One more quote from Jim Elliott. Listen closely, please. We are sideliners, coaching and criticizing the real wrestlers while content to sit by and leave the enemies of God unchallenged. The world cannot hate us. We're too much like its own. Oh, that God would make us dangerous. Now, you know that doesn't fit our culture right now. You know it's all about whatever, whoever, come on, let's go, have a great time, do what. Are you serious? The things you say, is that the way you would raise your children? Let me read that last statement again. Now you can say to yourself, I know Mr. Weber. I know Dennis. I know Pastor. I know Coach Weber. Number one, he's a fork in the road. And I'm going to make a decision every time I come around him. Number two, he's dangerous. So were the disciples and so was Jesus. (laughs) Boy, is it quiet. It was so dangerous for Jesus that the religious people set up lies so they could get him to the cross. If you're struggling with lying this morning, I'd lay that down. (laughs) Lies are so confusing that when Jesus stood before Pilate, Pilate said, what is truth? It's not what is truth, it's who is truth. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father. Come on, church. Come on, church. Oh, that God would make the body of Christ dangerous to the sins of this world. Listen to Jim Elliott way back in the 1950s. Listen one more time. The world cannot hate us. We're too much like its own. I was driving past this area yesterday and I said to the Holy Spirit, and I agree with Adrian Rogers, I actually talk to the Lord more than I talk to anybody else down here. You know why I'm getting ready to go home. I don't mean right now. But why not start getting used to talking to those who you're going to be with throughout eternity? Not everybody down here is going up. Oh, church. Oh, church. And I said, Father, I apologize that the world doesn't look like us. We look more like the world. And we act more like the world than the world does the church. So the question this morning the Holy Spirit has for us is this. Are you prepared? Hosea chapter 10, verse 12, get ready. You can write scriptures down and you may look at them later. This is the word of God. Oh, wow. I was studying yesterday, not only for courses coming up tomorrow morning for the whole week, but I was studying in God's word and the Holy Spirit. He took my breath away and he said this to me. He said, son, if you ever alter my word, I will alter your life. Uh, Let's see, I've been in the ministry a long, long time, and I've seen men and women who've been in the ministry change the text and the texture of God's Word, and I've seen them handle that, and I've seen God handle them. It's a dangerous thing to try to say, God's Word is saying this. You better say what it says. Let me say it one more time. This is what the Holy Spirit said. 
I'm just going to tell you, the Holy Spirit said this to me. Son, you change my word. Excuse me, it was altered. You alter my word and I will alter your life. Do you know that that goes downhill? Do you know that if I get off course, that affects my children and grandchildren? Do you know that if I get off course, the students at Levy Learning Academy and all the faculty and staff, they're going to be impacted by that? That's why Aiken had to go. Y'all aren't listening this morning. It wasn't the whole family that did the sin. It was Aiken, but the whole family and all the cattle and everything that belonged to Aiken, all of it was destroyed because Aiken altered. If you're here this morning, I'm going to invite you to stop altering some things. Spirit of the Lord is here. Hosea 10, 12, sow with a view to righteousness, reap in accordance with kindness, break up your fallow ground, for it's time to seek the Lord. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, many in the body of Christ, he didn't say forward, he said the body of Christ have hard hearts like hard ground. It is time for us to prepare for Jesus, not just his coming, but his visitation. Let me explain it to you this way. I've kind of missed Robin a little bit. Don't tell her. And so I've been thinking about our wedding, which was a long time ago, and all the preparation that went into it. I actually started thinking about this during prayer this morning. And I remember all the work they put into it. I remember the night before, and then I remember when the door opened up, and I remember she walked down the aisle, and I thought, man, she's really prepared. Well, what she didn't know, I was prepared too, to get the heck out of First Assembly. And get on the road. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm around religious people. Yeah, wow. Yep. It's amazing how fake we can be in here, but how real we'll be out there with those that don't know Christ. Come together. Come together. That's why I'm still faithful to my wife, because I do exactly what Chuck Swindoll said to do. In those down moments, those lonely moments, think about those great moments, those hot moments. Okay, baby. I texted her last night and I said, I love you. I'm not telling you what that was. She knows. You've been married that long and you haven't settled down? Never going to settle down. Watch this. You've been saved that long and you're still fired up about the kingdom and the king? Absolutely. I don't want to have to cringe when I walk through the gates and I see Jim Elliott. I don't want to have to cringe and go, "Mm." I remember some of the things you said, but I didn't even come close. (laughs) All I'm inviting you to do is change your level today. Come to another level in Christ. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 42 and 43, Therefore be on the alert, for you don't know which day your Lord is coming. But be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have been on the alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. Some of you men are not alert anymore about your children. I'm very alert about our children, about our grandchildren. I'm very alert in the kingdom about this house. I'm very alert. I was reading and listening to Our Daily Bread this morning and the passage of Scripture was about wolves in sheep's clothing. Now, I had an interview this past, this past week where an individual came in all dressed up 
like a sheep. But when I made references and calls to other areas in the state of Florida, I found out that it was a wolf. And let me just give you a little snippet. And where I would normally score 1 to 10, the individual said, how about a minus 300? I'm amazed at how many people are caught in the fabric of time and the moment and will not listen to the Holy Ghost because they don't live in the now of the kingdom. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. In Matthew chapter 25, I just want to read a couple verses here. Then the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were prudent. For what? For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil. I'm going to say it again this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's not just important to come to know him as your Savior and Lord, but Jesus wants to baptize you in the power of the Holy Ghost so that there will always be oil because there's going to be people who are going to try to put out your light. (laughs) And it will be religious people who will try to come and try to turn it down, try to... Blow it out. Keep the oil of the Holy Ghost in your life. Spirit of the Lord is here. One of these days, God's people are going to start repeating that. As I say it, they're going to go, you know what? The Holy Spirit's here. Mark chapter 13. I'm talking this morning because the Holy Spirit has asked me to do so. This, are you prepared? Are you preparing yourself? Are you preparing yourself in the dating world? Are you preparing yourself with your budget? Are you preparing yourself in regards to who you would like to marry? Are you preparing yourself when you come into the house of the Lord? Lord, teach me, feed me, instruct me, correct me. Preparation. I called Dr. Henderson last week and I said, am I supposed to be a Southeastern for two weeks or one week? I'm trying to make this so relevant so that you can understand that this is practical information this morning. And he said, "Uh, Mr. Weber, because you're a part-time student, you won't need to be here both weeks, just the second week, because there's so much work to be prepared that you don't have time to get ready for both weeks. Time is running out on people. There may be somebody here that will never be here next Sunday either because you've chosen to go elsewhere, which is okay, or you have not chosen to follow the Lord, or more than that, your life has come to an end. I'm asking you this morning, is there oil in your lamp? Are you preparing yourself? Is everything ready? Robin asked me last night on the phone. She said, are you ready for Monday? I said, it's all packed. My studies are all done. Everything's ironed. I'm ready to roll. I'm out the door at 4.30 in the morning. Let's go. Okay, okay, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me over the weekend and he said this, revival hasn't come to Levy County because the people of God aren't ready. They're not prepared. And by the way, revival has nothing to do with the lost. Revival has everything to do with God's people coming home by the way of the cross and cleaning up their stuff and cleaning up their lives and remembering the beautiful exchange that we're going to listen to again in just a few moments and people are going to be able to come and stand and say, I'm exchanging this for this. Don't you remember the story of the prodigal son? When he was tired of smelling like what he was around, he said, I'm going to father's house. When father saw him a long way off, by the way, father sees you before you see him. 
He's waiting on you this morning, right now. You may not see him, but he sees you. And he's inviting you to bring everything from the pig's pen and everything from the world and just come home by the way of the cross. There's no other way but by the way of the cross. And he will dress you. He'll give you the ring. He'll give you the clothes. He'll put. He'll give you the greatest. Oh, but watch out for the elder brother. Because he's going to get ticked off. Luke chapter 12, verse 35, be dressed in readiness and keep your lamps lit. Be like men who are waiting for their master when he returns from the wedding feast. Blessed are those whom the master will find on the alert when he comes. Alert. Alert. Man, I can't wait for this to be over. Man, I'm so tired of this. I'm bored. See, God just called your number. I don't know who you are, but God just called you out. If you can't stay alert in here under the anointing of God, you don't have a shot out there. Not in this day and age. Someone said to me the other day in regards to what's just happened in France, they said they're not actually ready for that kind of an attack. Are you prepared? Are you prepared? Are you prepared this morning? Luke chapter 21 verse 36 but keep on the alert at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are about to take place and stand before the Son of Man. God is inviting this house to be alert. Know your surroundings. Know who's around you. Very important that you are alert. In Romans chapter 13, verse 11, it says, Do this, knowing the, knowing the time that it's already the hour for you to awaken from sleep, for now salvation is nearer to us than when we believe. I've been asking the Lord for years, why don't we see more miracles, signs, and wonders in every local church? It's because people are sleeping. And I don't mean literally going to sleep. That's a possibility. But if it was in a classroom, I'd throw something at you. Or send you to ISS. I bet right there that buckled your flesh. I bet you 10 to 1 that bothers you right there. You know why? Because we do not like authority. But we call him Lord. But we will fight authority all the way to hell and back. When what we need to do is come to the cross and bow in his presence and cry out, Lord, I need you. I was at the office the other day on Friday working, and the Spirit of the Lord overwhelmed me. Nobody around. I walked out into the main foyer area, and I just fell on my face and just started crying in his presence. I said, God, I need you more now than ever. If you've never been broken in his presence... You're not prepared. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. I can always tell people who've been in prayer because they always come out with thanksgiving. Come on, church. I'm almost finished. Well, the Holy Spirit is. Let me read that one again. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. I can tell people who have attitudes of thanksgiving because they just take it to the Lord and they leave it there. I crawled out this morning and I said, Father, I still have those openings at school and Lord, you know, and he said, I have this. When that comes, then there needs to be with thanksgiving, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name.
1 Thessalonians 5, 6 says, So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. Titus 3, 1 says, Remind them to be subject to rulers. To, oh, my goodness. Remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed. So if I'm not obedient, watch this now. I'm going to bring it down home. If I do not follow the guidelines of Mr. Hastings, Mr. Edison, uh, Mr. Lott, Candy Dean, guess what? Things are not going to go well for us at the school. I may be an administrator, but I have administrators over me. I just said to the Holy Spirit on that other track where he and I can talk and it's out here, but it's in here. I said, I feel very lonely up here this morning. He said, I'm by your side. <clears throat> Let me read that verse again, Titus 3.1. Remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed. How can I ask the kids to respond to authority when I'm constantly bucking authority? See, the kids don't know that I'm bucking the authority at the district, but it shows up on the camp. <laughs> Want me to come a little bit closer? <clears throat> Your children may not know that you're in warfare with God the Father, but just keep watching their actions and they'll show what's going on. Is that close enough? Say, I love our pastor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. So everything that I do at that school, I'm constantly in contact with those that are over me to make sure that I'm on point, that I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm not calling my own shots. There's too many Christians calling their own shots. And if you're not careful, they'll shoot you too. I don't mean with a gun. They will shoot you sure as I'm standing here. <clears throat> be careful if you're calling your own shots. Well, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Revelation 3, 3. So remember what you have received and heard. I'm finished. Wow, Holy Spirit. So remember what you have received and heard and keep it and repent. Therefore, if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know what hour I will come. That was Revelation 3, 9 and he closes with Revelation 3, 20. And I've heard many people talk about this as an invitation to the lost, but this is an invitation to the church. Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. God's not looking for any of us to be perfect. God is looking for us to be available so that when he speaks, we will go now, yes, now. And it doesn't even matter if we can figure it all out. We just know it's a now moment, and we move in that now moment. Closing quote. And A.G., if you can give me a little bit, bit, bit of background, we're going to have the altar time, and Bradley and team can come back and minister that beautiful exchange. If they still have that, they do have that. I'm sure some of you are saying, wow, that was powerful, but I'm not even close. Neither am I, ladies and gentlemen. Neither am I. But I want desperately to be in the now moment. Listen, I don't know how much real I can be, God. Father, I don't know what I can do. <laughs> God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Let me read it again. 
God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. I'm still saying to the Lord, I'm trying one more time to get close to where you got. God, I can't see why I'm going to Southeastern. God, I can't see why I'm taking more classes. God, I can't get this. But I want to stand before you this morning and tell you, God doesn't always let you see. God calls for you to be obedient and just take the next step. Allow me to coach for just a moment. Some days I almost feel like going back into coaching. And some of you say, man, I wish you would just coach. But I can only coach winners. I let that stick. I was with Coach Beck the other day at Beth's restaurant. And he said, when I was down in South Florida, he said, I always said, just give me one winner. And I can create a winning program. God's calling us who have been losers into the championship realm and into the championship arena so that we can be qualified as winners. He will qualify us if we are willing to be called when we can't see and we don't understand. We just obey God. Just obey God. Let's pray. Father, I am one of the most disqualified, unqualified, incapable individuals you ever found in the muck, miry clay. How you found me is amazing. To think that you would be willing to reach down and pull me up and give me a platform and a position and an opportunity to help others and help pull others up is beyond me. Why you do it, I don't even know. But you're such a God of of comfort, a God of love, a God that takes the broken and brings that into a beautiful exchange. Lord, today I call out with Adrian Rogers, whosoever will may come. If you've been unprepared, start today in preparation for what God has for you tomorrow. Oh, Father God, I pray over this house and over this region and I pray over the young people, God. And I ask in Jesus' name that they would be prepared and that they would prepare themselves daily so that they would not be caught off guard. In Jesus' name, it's the hour of decision about being prepared. Oh, Spirit of God. Oh, God. Oh, God. May no one leave out of this house today unprepared for eternity. May families start looking how prepared they are. Oh, Spirit of God. Oh, Spirit. In Jesus' name. In a moment, they're going to come and minister in song, the beautiful exchange. I've already told the Lord, God, you sure? That's a long song to ask people to come and stand in the front. But some are going to come this morning and they're going to stand, they're going to sing along with the team as they minister in song and and God's going to begin to show you the beautiful exchange that he's made in your heart and he wants you to be prepared every day. Let's see if I can find one more quick story as they get ready.
So Josh is on the phone the other day. I know his mom's coaching him. And he's going, I think I found some tickets. Son, Jesus help you. I think I found some tickets for the Ohio State-Nebraska game in November. Really? How much? Are you serious? But I think I can get them a little bit cheaper. November, this is only July. Prepared. Then he texts me. And he says, Dad, you know Cleveland's got the winningest percentage right now in baseball. I know where he's going. I'm just praying. It doesn't work. He says, Dad, when Cleveland gets to the World Series, we can go to the World Series. I almost texted him last night to let him know they got beat by lowly Minnesota. So then I said to myself, they're not even going to get out of their conference. I'm not talking about sports. I'm talking about preparation. I'm talking about preparing. I'm talking about budgeting. I'm talking about romance in your marriage, not outside. I'm talking about teenagers keeping their clothes on. I close with this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I close with this. The world, the flesh, and the devil is working and preparing to undress you in every sense of the word. God is here today designed to prepare you and to dress you in every sense of the word so that the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the good news shoes, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit, you can stand and be called an overcomer. Now, Father, in Jesus' name, as they minister in song, I pray that there will be those who would say, I understand the beautiful exchange. He prepared his son. I must prepare myself every day for Jesus. And Lord, P.S., bring my wife home quick because I'm ready. I thank you for a gorgeous, awesome bride. And I love her, but not near as much as I love you. And I love you. And I owe you my life. In this beautiful exchange, we're going to walk out of here prepared in the holiness of our God. In Jesus' name, God's people said, Amen.
get ready to wrap this song up, I just invite you to stand all over this room today. Come on, I just invite you to stand. It's all about what he said. It's about preparation. It's about saying, I'm preparing myself now for what you're going to call me to do later this afternoon. I'm preparing myself now for how you're calling me to lead my family. I'm preparing myself now for how you want me to, to impact my city for you. Come on, just give him everything. Come on, give him everything. Just tell him. God, you're holy. Say, God, I love you. God, I love you. God, I love you. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.